on this episode of the AIE Podcast. We have a Guild Bank update. Are you prepared? No. Troops, you can stop looking for Sima San Diego. She has been located. A Living World Season 2 is free, but not for very much longer. And, and we have... Oh, sorry. Really? <laughs> and we have Kenny here to talk about AIE and ESO. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE podcast. Welcome to episode 368 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Iocta Est gaming community. The Die Has Been Podcast. I am Tetsemi, and to my, well, actually, he's to my right in a couple states over, is Mucow. Greetings, N7 Marines. <laughs> and to my left and upstairs is Makala. Oh my gosh, guys, someone do something about all this food in the guild kitchen. It's getting out of control. It, it is. We've got leftovers for days. <laughs> this week, we are joined by special guest Dan Kinia, who is here to talk to us about AIE in Elder Scrolls Online. Welcome. Thank you. All right. So it has been, at least for us, it's been a busy week. Uh, I know, McCullough, you're down a couple games, but uh, why don't we start with you and find out what's been going on? Well, uh, let's see. So, yeah, I am down a couple games um, just because due to uh, my DM's current travel status, and he does he runs two of the games, uh, we're on hiatus until the beginning of July, which means no um, Star Wars and no Call of Cthulhu, which makes me very sad. Boo. But a boo! And we did end up playing a Rose game on Sunday, unfortunately. But we did, I did our escape into Inverness um, campaign on Thursday, which was gr um, great. We, um... <sighs> See, when you're in hell, there's no time to rest. So literally, nope. we have been just bombarded by devils. And trying to um, clear out the High Cathedral to save any survivors. So we um, we fought an Arabesque, and we fought a bunch of Horned Devils, and it was three hours of battle. Um, but the thing with the fight with the with the Big Devil is, whenever you hit it, it then proceeded to hit an enemy within five feet of it. And it kept hitting our cleric. <laughs> it's not good. Not good at all. Not good at all. And it's starting with a crit. Mm. So, and you know, we've not been able to do a lot of, you know, full up on healing. We're as full as we can be, but, you know, we're going off of potions and, um, and I've been fine. I was fine because even though I was getting close to hit it. I would disengage, so I never got hit by it. Um, but at one point, our clerk was not looking great, and it went to hit him again. And um, well, that armor blocked it. It was pretty great. Um, when I proceeded to um, clap, because I was so excited about that. So what's the problem with clapping, Heather? 
Oh, there's nothing wrong with clapping if you have two working hands. <laughs> if one of your wrists is broken, though, I do not suggest. I do Ow. not suggest clapping in an exciting moment of game. No. Ow. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we were joking. Like, so, you know, the doctor like, hey, you seem to re-injure that. What happened? Ever play D&D? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's a really great minute in game? And yeah, so that, that was um, that was fun. Uh, so that was Sweet. actually like the extent of what I've done with Dice, which is very upsetting. The funny thing is that character's name is Dice. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you basically rolled a natural one on your clap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... yeah. They go with the nat- with the critical failure that I rolled on the mountain two weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> um. Other than that, because there's not a lot I can do. I want to do some writing, and I can't right now. Um, because usually by the end of my work day, I'm a little tired to write. Um. Oh, I did go back into the office one day last week because that was interesting. Um. I have not been back in the office for 14 months. I did get more. I did yeah. get more done in the office than I did at home. I think because I wasn't distracted by the refrigerator, um, or the cat, or the tet, or whatever. <laughs> but you did have to play. Where did my locker go? I did, and I never found it. <laughs> but the lockers? I don't know. I went to where I thought our lockers were. I found Eve's locker in my place. <laughs> That's better yeah. than mine. I don't have an office to go to anymore. So, oh yeah, no, yeah. where's my office? <laughs> yeah. Um. Other than that, um, I've been chain pulling rebels. That has been my recovery show. And cycling. And and, and cycling on our, our we, we got an exercise bike, so I will do my half hour a day and watch rebels. Um, God, that show's good. It's honestly the more. I revisit it the more that I fall in love with the idea of Star Wars told in a long form format. Yes. Um, and Sabine's arc in season three made me cry again. <laughs> I don't know how many times Sabine Wren's arc is going to make me cry. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I could watch those episodes again and it'll still make me cry. Yeah. Um, and we gotta do some celebrating this weekend. Um, uh, was a good friend's birthday, so we um, I made carrot cake and pina colada cupcakes for that last night. And Tet was a huge help getting stuff in and out of the oven. Um, the hoardling was a huge help with my um, helping me with frost the cakes and the cupcakes, and only <laughs> ate some of the ice cream. Or icing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then today, uh, one of my dearest, oldest friends was in town along with his wife and their amazing child. Um, So we had a small brunch. So we we did two kinds of quiches and a French toast bake and... I did buy cinnamon rolls instead of make them myself. It was very upsetting. Um, <laughs> several kinds of breakfast meats, fruits, all that. Um, again, Tet and Hordling. Yep, yep. And Tet and Hordling were a huge help. Um, but I really kind of hurt now. I yeah. may have overdone it. <laughs> Just little. May have overdone it. Um, so so that, we're going to queue up the Bad Batch and then she'll get back into Rebels. Yep, exactly. My evening involves eating some of those leftovers and sitting on the couch and watching all Star Wars things. Yep. 
And then maybe getting enough energy to actually sit down and write my uh, former TIE Fighters history sometime this week. Nice. Yeah, that's what I've been up to. All right. Well, we're going to go down into the right. Kinney, what have you been up to this week? A lot of Mass Effect. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So while I had played through it years ago, I decided to play through again when the Legendary Edition came out, which is a challenge considering all the games, but not all the time. Right, yes. So I've managed, you know, 30 minutes here, an hour there. Um, I still haven't been to Novaria, okay. but I do have, uh, I did go to Ferris. I do have Liara. So I have all the companions. I just, I spent a, most of yesterday cleaning up a lot of the side quests before yeah. I go to Novaria. Yep. Kind of um, have to. Yeah. And since I'm going to take this character through all three games, I I'm doing full on Paragon. Okay. Um, because I want the good ending because yeah. I don't, Yeah. We'll just leave it with that. We'll leave it at that ending. for people that <laughs> actually, because there are people out there that haven't played all the way through on the same character, you know, and got that chance to make those decisions. But yeah, I did full Paragon on my first one, and then I'm going to do full Renegade on the next playthrough when I go back, but I'm in two right now, so... Yeah, so it's it's been a lot of fun, but it's been sort of slow going with everything else. Um, Friday night, of course, I did mandatory fun in ESO, which was fun as usual. Saturday is always focused on WoW and New Braid. Like I said, so many games, so little time. Um, and of course, working. But beyond that, yeah, not much. Cool. What about you, Mew? Oh, I too have... Finally, gotten back into the um, Mass Effect. Um, I resisted this long because, you know, as, as Kenny said, like there's just not enough time in the day, and so you know now I'm trying to squeak out like half an hour here, an hour there. Yeah, just try to push it forward, and you, know, you forget just how long you're stuck in the Citadel in the very beginning. It's like, nope, gotta run over here, and then over here, and over there, and over there, and here, and here, and then you know teleport yep. here and teleport here, and oh, but you need to go over here, and you need to go poke this thing, and you know, then you need to go and, and read all these things and then don't actually finish it because that would be bad. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it, there's lots of doing and And I'm currently trying to figure out like, um, if I want to do the full Paragon this time, cause la- you know, my, my, my old one was full Paragon. Right. But, um, so far I'm almost full Paragon. Apparently one <laughs> of my decisions. Yeah. There's a little renegade. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Uh, there was a, a point that I might have said something a bit too crassly, and they decided to give me a renegade point for that. Oh, so. well. Yep. Uh, there might have also been a, a punching thing early on <laughs> that gave me a little bit of renegade. Oh, but then yeah. you fix it with the paragon, so it worked. Right. Yeah. Okay. You got to balance it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, it's I have to <clears throat> figure all that out uh, again. But yeah, no, it's it's. Um, it, the, the the sounds and the music in that game are, are very oddly soothing. It just kind of brings you back to how things were way back when, back in 2007. Yeah. But the, like, the graphic improvement and the flow mm. is really uh, definitely worth, like, because I fired up the original that I have in Steam, and it night and day difference. You're like, this feels like a modern game, but made in that era. 
Yeah. So they did a really, to me, they did a really good job with bringing it yeah. forward. Well, the, the the combat doesn't feel as clunky as I've seen no. Rainbow One being because no, I remember it like was very I, clunky. Like I couldn't go back to one before because it was just so clunky. Like you, yeah. you had to wade through the combat to get to all the story points, and it was just so annoying. And it's like I just couldn't go back to ME again. And I end up, you know, if I if I wanted to replay them, I'd basically just do the shortcut thing where you you know you you pick what you did in ME one so you can start with two. Right. Because two is when things really started to pick up. Well, I'm I'm glad they were able to unify that whole experience and and make it a lot more enjoyable that way. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's just you know it's 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 was kind of nice and you know not really cathartic, just kind of relaxing, being able to uh, you know just kind of poke around there and listen to all the noises, all the UI noises. Even it's like, oh yeah, I remember all these little noises <laughs> when you're poking at stuff. Um. So yeah, that's been fun. There um, was but, there was one where the music. For some reason, the way the music was playing sounded like more enemies or were there, but no one was reacting to it. And I'm like, are, are we safe? Are we not safe? You know, and then you right. go look and say, can I save? Because if you're in combat, it won't let you save. And you're like, okay, yeah. I can, I, there's no combat. So, all right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I always love the, huh, the lights are out in this alley. That means something's hmm. about to happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You love those little little tells and whatnot, but yeah, no, it's yeah. it's been a nice little experience. And other than that, um, just you know, lots more Final Fantasy fourteen. We'll we'll talk a bit more in, in the news about what's going on there. But just you know, trying to go back and do a lot of the content I I might have skipped over, or because mm-hmm. it was optional, or just didn't have the time to. Um, you know, because there's like this. Um, I I never did the the extreme stuff in um, Stormblood. Okay. Which was all, it was the, what was it, they call it the three lords, the four lords, like there's yeah. a, yeah, and so I never even unlocked that stuff, so, Ooh, okay, so, so that's been fun to go through, uh, because at that time, like, I wasn't, you know, that, you didn't do the, those, those rate, those, you know, trials or extremes, wherever you were, unless you were in a static raid team, like, that's, yeah, not something you, you didn't I mean, progress you can. that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you, you could pug it if you really want to, but typically you're doing that after you've already gone through it once. And yeah. then you can go back and pug it with with other people, but I hear it's a miserable experience pugging it on the, the start. So it does not like, sound fun. No, so you know I just never got around to it. But I was like, you know, let me just at least unlock all the stuff and see what the story is. And yeah, it's actually been kind of you know nice actually filling in some little gaps here and there that you know stuff that I might have missed in the past because I never did that that stuff. And um, I actually uh, spent some time last night with uh, uh, there's this person named Aludra, I think her <laughs> name is. Aludra oh, the mage. You know yeah, what? Yeah. Actually, she's a myth. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. it's a name I've not heard in a long. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's been eighty-four years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love her. Yeah. So yeah, we were actually kind of. Um, sh- she's still catching up uh, on the main story for uh, Shadowbringers. Uh, we did the Heroes Gauntlet last night. Oh, nice. Uh, wow. I, I happened to have a character that was actually just matched up and needed that dungeon too, and so it worked out great. Um, but uh, then she discovers, and we were talking, oh, yeah, and there, you can go get your relic weapon and boss you. Oh, yeah, how do I do that? Oh, I don't have Ramanastra unlocked yet. Oh, <laughs> oh you're in for a long oh, Right. I'm oh, long so long. sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good storyline, though. You know, it's, you know, oh, it was it a lot of fun. But but those those were hard fights. Like, yeah. for, for a 24-man, those are hard fights. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Those so, like the, uh, the city of Ramanastra. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. City of Mount Roscoe, the lighthouse, and the Oroban Monastery. Oh, God. That first fight would just, like, you'd lose half the raid because mm-hmm. you'd wipe once and everyone's like, well, we're not doing this. I'm like, yeah. get, you get past the first fight, mm-hmm. you're fine. But And then later on, you get to meet with Math Boss, and that's when everyone panics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, Quick, I'm going to lower numbers. your... Yeah. <laughs> And to lower your, your hit points down to a certain point, and then I'm going to make you add and subtract things. Okay, yeah. have fun. Don't die. <laughs> exactly. Well, you died. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's always fun. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, um, you know the the width and breadth of, the, of the, the content in this game is still surprising. You know, it's it's one of those things where you you expect it to burn out. And I, and I do know some people that have been doing the content since the very beginning, and they're burnt out now. But that's oh, yeah. because they have literally done everything to, ex- ex- you know, excess. Yeah. Like, you know, their dedication has, is, you know, just makes WoW players feel casual with the amount of right. stuff they've done. Yeah. Like right now, the the big thing everyone's doing right now is they found out that if you gather all the triple triad cards, you get them out for it. Oh, really? So, nice. yeah. So now everyone's running around trying to get all those cards. That's um, a whole other. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a whole other bit of content that like, you know, it's. And you have to go to like out the boonies and find this person that will play you in triple triad and they have a chance of dropping a card. And some of those cards have a 1% drop chance. So you're going to have to win a lot of games. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, they they continue to keep popping up and you know, the irregular tombstones again, that's another thing that I've been chasing because this time around the, the the goodies you get from the mogs are of the Moogles are actually really good. They have some really good mounts and, some other fun exclusive stuff and yeah, it's actually worth, you know, grinding for. So yeah, it's, there's, you know, there's just too much to do and not enough time in the day to do it. Yep. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. That's pretty much what's going on with me is never enough time to do anything. No, exactly. So, so what uh, about you? I got sucked hard into mass effect legendary mm-hmm. edition as well. Yeah. Um, I played through one, did mostly Paragon. Apparently, I made a couple Paragon choice or uh, Renegade choices. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> but we, we were talking about. Renegade. Yeah, we were talking. Uh, Max was mentioning the Mako and driving the Mako, and and it's it, it's interesting because there's a very divide between people that don't like the way it drives and people that love the way it drives. And my challenge once I landed on a planet was what is the worst avenue of approach that they won't see coming? So, like, if the mission was, you know, like, on the halfway up a cliff, like, can I come over the cliff on the top and come down so all the sentry turrets are blocked by the building itself and I can just pick them <laughs> up, you know? And so that was my that was my addition to the gameplay. And one was, like, what's the approach that they didn't cover you know, and I'd get myself in trouble because I'd like come over and I'd get four of the five turrets, and you're like, "Where's the fifth turret?" And then you realize it's all the way on the other side at protecting <laughs> the valley they expected you to come through. So you got to go down and go get it. And like, okay, um, but yeah, no, that's that's fun. Uh, and I noticed going from one to two, going back to our whole MMO discussion and uh respect of time they added complexity to two that i don't think they really needed to add because um like the heat um and i know there are mods out there that you can change it but ammunition in two versus the the heat buildup in one 
that it just the heat buildup in one just felt more manageable than oh I've run out of ammo let me run around the battlefield and look for a clip while somebody's shooting me <laughs> um, yeah yeah you know it kind of takes you out of the the gameplay a little bit um yeah Max is the same way I don't like it it's like it felt like such a disconnect coming out of two you're like where's my oh I'm back to ammo again oh this this is not good. Um, right. but, but the other thing is when you're traveling from planet, you know, when you land in a galaxy, instead of just hitting a planet and going scanner, because you have a whole ship of people and they know how to run instruments and they can scan a planet and find out what it needs. They're like, no, we're going to make it a fun mini game. That's going to take up hours of your time. <laughs> while you try and gather resources so you can do upgrades for your ship and your other weapons. And I'm like, really? Did th- this is, it seems like an unnecessary addition to gameplay that takes you away from the story, which I think is the strength of the series. So it was like, why, you know, because you can spend a lot of time when you get into uh, a planetary area, scanning all the planets and then doing the mission in that area. And then like, oh crap, I re-, you know, you're limited to 30 probes. So I can spend 15, 20 probes on one planet. And if there's no fuel depot in that gal in that uh, solar system, then you have to go back to the other system that has the fuel depot, buy probes, go back, and you know all you're doing is scanning a planet for resources that you're going to spend and upgrade stuff. And just it felt like I understand that this is kind you know cool the first time, but <laughs> like it just seemed like unnecessary complexity added to the system that that didn't need to be there um yeah so but i'm having fun i I max shepherd out as far as like so i always have the you know again the the charismatic choices or the um you know the intimidate intimidation yeah yeah and i've gotten i think i've gotten about 70 75 percent of the companions and done their um done their loyalty missions i know i'm missing three i have missions to go get two of them and then there's a third one i don't think i have the mission for it yet um and i will just say this jack as a character that is a messed up character and how she got that way is just that whole thing was brutal um that was rough but it was it was nice to see some closure when you did her loyalty mission at least a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, I, and other than that, I'm just logging in and doing maintenance in the MMOs because I'm having more fun in right, right, Mass Effect. Right now. I'm waiting yeah. for the you know the next patch in Final Fantasy 14, Part Two. Uh, I'm waiting for the 9.1 to drop in um, in WoW. Um, Sotor, I'm keeping up with Galactic Seasons a little bit. I'm kind of on Seema's path of I'm just doing what I want to do. And then if I'm falling behind for the week and I have extra cartel coins, I'll just, you know, stay current by unlocking things that way. So, um, yeah, but, but definitely Mass Effect, I think hit, they launched the Legendary Edition intentionally or not at the perfect time when there's a lot of lulls in the MMOs that I'm playing. Yeah. So it, it hit really well. But that is enough about us. Uh, we will be digging into another MMO, ESO, which I have not picked up yet, and I'm resisting the urge, Kenny. 
<laughs> don't tempt me. Um, <laughs> but first, let's cover, oh, where is it? This week's news. AIE News. All right, let's start in the community section with mandatory fun nights. Well, the fun is mandatory, but the attendance is not. Earlier today, we had the WoW Classic Gathering at 2 p.m. Eastern. And in about, oh, right now, uh, it, STO is starting Sundays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. But if you're into Guild Wars 2, Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, they're doing their stuff. And then Tuesday, we have Swotor at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. max time. A little bit after that, we have Final Fantasy XIV Casual Rating at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And then the next night on Wednesdays, we have Fun Night at 9 p.m. Eastern in Final Fantasy XIV as well. And then following that up on Thursday with more Final Fantasy XIV Progression Rating this time at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And then Friday, we'll have a nice relaxing time in ESO at 9 p.m. Eastern with King friends and a little later after that final fantasy 14 late night fun night at 11 p.m eastern to round out the week saturday we have lord of the rings online starting at 8 30 p.m eastern followed by final fantasy 14 map night at 9 30 p.m eastern and followed that with wow new raid at 11 p.m eastern all right, and in streaming and podcast news. Um, by the way, guys, if you have a podcast or a stream that um, does AIE-focused games and you want us to feature that, feel free to let us know and give us updates because we want to know what you're doing in-game. So, in that respect, uh, the Fleet Action Report for Star Trek Online, episode 37 through 46, are now up on the YouTube channel with the latest episode, number 46, titled, It's a Disruptor Thing. Uh, Nicodus and Grebog are back with another installment of the Fleet Action Report about Star Trek Online. This time they tackle some of the equipment you might want to hunt down and where to hunt it down to make a disruptor build. And that uh, link is in the uh, show sure. notes. Um, also, just look for Fleet Action Report in YouTube. Uh, New World Overwards, of course, we have, the, which is our SOTOR podcast hosted by our delightful Seema and Max. Um, episode. Escape Podcast 382, tis the season. They had uh, plenty of time to come to grips with the galactic season, so they had to break, so they broke it down in detail. And in Escape Podcast 383, spoilers of the Enclave, Enclave, uh, they have plenty of time to play the latest story content as they go ahead and spoil the Enclave. Um, In Working Class Nerds, episode 106. Armanestra. Armanestra Gaming, thank you. Words are hard. This episode, Nick, Mark, Marcus, and Nick are joined by the great and powerful Armanestra. Armanestra is not only a great streamer on Twitch, but she's an award-winning actor as well. The whole gang chats about the difference between those two worlds, their love of Star, uh, Star Wars, and of course, the games, games they've enjoyed playing. You can find more about Armanestra on her Twitch channel. And in uh, Working Class Nerds 107, Kitty in the Dark... They are joined by the always handsome Kitty uh, Kisses. Together, they break down the newest novel of the High Republic era in Star Wars, Into the Dark, by Claudia Gray. Oh, I like her a lot. She's a really great writer. Mm -hmm. uh, she's the same one that did Lost Stars. Yep. And there was another one that I really enjoyed that she did. Um, and they break. And after the break, they go into full spoilers of Into the Dark. So, listeners, beware. Um, Kitty's information is listed in these show notes. 
And in wow news, thanks to a great suggestion from the KA Raid team, they are opening up the Raid Team Guild Bank program to include one additional bank tab. This is only available by request of the Raid leaders for each team. If you wish to be part of this wonderful service, please contact the officers. Additionally, this is your reminder for those that are in the program to double-check your rank permissions and team membership. If the officers need to add or remove permissions, the Raid leaders need to contact us, and we'd be happy to help out. Thank you all for being awesome. And have a great weekend. And that is from Cyrene. And in WoW Classic, are you prepared? No, not at all. Uh, three days until Burning Crusade Classic launches on June 1st. So two days. All right. Uh, new server is going to be Mancrick US, not Mankirk. Kirk has nothing to do with that's STO. Let's go to the other game. It's Mancrick. <laughs> Even Wowhead got it wrong and spelled it Mancrick oh, or Mankirk in the um, announcement notes when they were doing the server merges. It was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we are playing Horde, and we were previously on Pagel for WoW Classic, uh, but have since changed servers to Mancrick for Burning Crusade Classic. So uh, feel free to roll up a new character. If you want to transfer a character over, you can do that. Um, once you've created a new character and or transferred one over, there are two ways you can be invited. You join AIE LFO in-game to request one if there's an officer or greeter online to assist you, or go to the AIE Discord and ask in either the WoW Classic channel or the LFO channel for an invite for your character name, and someone will help find time to meet you in-game for an invite. Uh, the AIE Mounts program is also back again. Uh, we look forward to continuing the adventures in classic in Burning Crusade Classic. The Dark Portal awaits us AIE Guild. That was from Nevermore. Uh, the AIE Mounts program, previously mentioned, is an interest-free loan program to obtain your level 30 mount, and it is continuing in the Burning Crusade. Current details are being worked out, but in the meantime... Contact Lars Gagner via direct message in AIE Discord. Any donations to the fund are accepted for a possible expansion to be able to help members with loans towards epic writing and perhaps eventually flying mount training. Details about the program are available on the AIE Guild website or directly via the URL bit.ly slash AIE mounts. Ivantrilkism is doing really well lately. I'm sorry? My ventriloquism is doing really good, good lately. I so, know, right? I sound just like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. He was into it. He was into it. I was, yeah, yeah, I was on right that wild trade. All right. Um, oh, catch up I with did. this in a minute. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so, so, sorry, guys. Just giving, giving Ted a, a gentle ribbing there. All right. Yeah. And, and so tour. This past Friday, Marcus, uh, Lochi, uh, Tabitha, and Albus conducted the mega event. Where in the world is SEMA San Diego? Everyone gathered on the frozen planet of Hoth, where the pirate Max the Greybeard put tactical, practical, piratical uh, tales about where SEMA might be. Players worked tirelessly all night to find items that needed to provide clues and where SEMA was fa finally found. The winner of the night was uh, Velik, and everyone went to the guild ship where treasures from the guild bank were hand had by all. In game news, a new flashpoint is called Secrets of the Enclave and continues the story of Darth Malgus. He has broken his chains and wants nothing to do with the Empire or the Republic. We chase his trail into the ancient Jedi Enclave, but only to find leftover res 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 resonances of him. 
So he has escaped us, but apparently has gotten his hands on two very powerful relics. It's always dangerous. We don't know what he's up to, but it can't be good. Um, join us Friday or Tuesdays for MFN and Fridays for the rotating nights of Master Mode Flashpoints, Hard Mode Ops Training, Achievements, and Mega. All right. And I will take this. Mew doesn't have to. Mew, do you <laughs> want to read too? Go ahead. Okay, sure. Right. There you go. Over in STO News, the end of the Klingon Civil War comes to the House United season. Only Kunos indoors event. Um, earn a four-piece ground set by playing new missions, uh, new TFOs, or uh, new patrols all centered around the new season. A new bridge for KDF captains based uh, one on based on a new in-game mission. Um, the Lobby store, Zen and Kisael, is on until 531, so that's tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> the uh, Fleet Action Report is looking for people to help with a PvP episode in five weeks. Uh, if you're interested in helping, you can find contact information at fleetactionreport.com. I've actually been watching a lot of Star Trek lately. I don't know nice. what it brought back, but yeah, I'm watching some... Uh, uh, next gen and uh, oddly enough, some DS9, and I forgot just how much I enjoyed DS9. Yeah. I really like DS9, honestly. Good. DS9 and Voyager were kind of like the Star Treks I watched as an adult adult, like yeah. my first apartment, mm-hmm. kind of. That was our Wednesday night thing with Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I watched Next Gen with my dad, and I think DS9 was the first one I watched. You know, just as I, I guess an adult. I don't know. I yeah. How old I was at yeah. the time, but. Uh, yeah, I just I, I had fond memories, especially that opening. The opening song was just like, "Oh yeah, this is a very soothing song." So yeah, interesting. But uh, outside of the uh, the Star Treks, we over, go over to Final Fantasy XIV. I haven't talked enough about that. Um, the guild activities, of course, continue as we said in the uh, um, the uh, mandatory fun times. Uh, we're the I believe part two is already out. Um, that was Tuesday. Um, so five point five five is now out. Um, Teams are because of which are, are running in Bosnia to, to finish their artifact weapons. Um, they're looking for treasure, of course, in all the right and wrong places on map nights. And they're tr- still trying to figure out which of those pixels is the safe pixel to stand during extreme <laughs> because there's always just that one safe spot. But uh, yeah, extreme raids in Eden are always really interesting. It's, it's a fascinating dance that if you don't get right, then you've killed everyone. You blow up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, uh, yeah, five 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 is out. Um, so you got the end of uh, essentially the end of Stormblood's not Storm. Uh, so Shadowbringer story. You got the end of Bajja, Save the Queen. Um, you can get your artifact. I'm still on the first step of that. It is it is so my so much. Yeah, it's I'm at like so seven of ten or eight of ten things to collect. Or is well, that the I'm, second part? That might be the second part because the first part you have to get three of twenty of each thing. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're on the second part. Yeah. So I'm still trying to get those things because it's the um, the drop has just been horrible. In fact, I've I've resorted to going to do fates just so I can at least have a dead, you know, an actual de- uh, a guaranteed drop. If you go do fates in certain areas, you'll yeah, get a that's guaranteed what I did. one drop. I think yeah. I got in. I think I got in a fate group. That um, helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and we just tore it. I don't even think I actually joined the group. I just noticed that like you'd see a fate pop up and then you'd go there and you'd see the same people there mm-hmm. every time. So we just so started just, chasing yeah. fates around the map in whatever area we needed to collect the 20 items. Yeah. That's how I did that for the 
and like once I did it for one weapon, I'm like, I am not doing this for <laughs> for right. all my classes. Yeah, and no, I'm still trying to get it for the first one. And unfortunately, when I'm doing those fate runs, I'm usually the only one in the zone, so I'm soloing those fates. Yeah, and it it's real frustrating when you've you've been you know you're you're about to kill that mobster and and and, and then timer runs out. You're like, yep. oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. I've been wailing at you for 10 minutes now because no one else is in the zone. And yeah. So yeah, oh, that's uh, frustrating. It is. Um, so I've found that maybe don't fight the bosses, maybe fight the ones where you have to do yeah, individual yeah. things. And you know, yeah. that, that one's a little easier to do, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a little closer. I just have to get, I think the, the middle one, the yellow, one, yellow memories, I need to fill that out. And then I'll finally have the first part done. But, Which, um, um, job are you doing it on? I was doing it on Scholar, but I've switched it over to Bard, which I found you can do. You can actually just, yeah, drop it over. Yeah, because that's, I've actually switched over to um, rating on Bard now. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Just to provide the additional buffs and stuff, or? It's it's more, we, we kind of reconfigured the, the team a little bit. Um, we have a, uh, the, the whole time, uh, we were kind of purposely, I, I want to say sandbagging ourselves. Um, we had like, you know, one of the, the, the server's top scholars was mm-hmm. actually on machinist. And so, and I was being the scholar. So like, we finally why? said, okay, because they wanted to try, you know, ah, okay. I, the, the, it, I was chosen to be scholar before they had joined the group even. Mm-hmm. And, then okay. when, and when they joined, they're like, you know what? I want to try a machinist. Gotcha. So I want to do that. So when it's been fine, it's just up until this last boss, the, you know, the, the, the actual hardest boss in in the tier, they were like, you know, we need every little thing we can get. So we've switched it up so that now, you know, we have that person doing healing and I've been a bard off and on for ages now. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's a comfortable class for me. And right. I can, I can almost muscle memory do that class at this point. Yeah. Um. So the only downside of course, is that bards don't do as much DPS as everyone else because they buff the team. They don't do as right. much exactly. personal DPS. Yeah. So, you know, that's, but you know where it's it's nice and you know we're we're getting we we finally finished with like what they call the gate boss for the last um, um fight because it's the last fight is a two parter you 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 do the gate boss and then you unlock the actual final boss right um, yeah. and you have to take that that one down so we've finally gotten there but getting there is a pain because you have every time you start for the day like that session the ninety minute session or whatever you have to down the gate boss first yes yeah. And then the rest of the time you have left is then to progress on the final boss. So that's that's the trick with that one. That's why that one takes so long to, to finish out. Because like, imagine if in, in WoW you had to take off, take down the Stoneborn Generals to then get to Denathrius. Right. Every time. Yeah. Like like you like you didn't you couldn't, you know. And Denathrius' down... rage timer was based on how fast you took down the Stone Generals. Yeah, so like, so like, if you t- you take down the storm generals and you don't take Denathrius, you come back for your second raid night. Well, you you would have to do the storm generals again. Right. You couldn't save your dock out. Yeah. And then you'd have to do them to then have time left for for Sire Denathrius. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot more of a challenge. Like it's it's you know, like I said, it's it's closer to that mythic level if you're if you're thinking in WoW stuff. So and, and of course, then there's the level above above that, which is the the ultimates. Which I watch those ultimates, and those are just it's a, like the, <laughs> you talk about the the pixel thing we were talking about. Yeah, literal. There are literal pixels you're supposed to stand at certain points, and like if you don't, you're dead. Yeah, like like if you don't know what you're doing in that fight, literally six seconds into the fight, you're dead. Yeah, there are four circles that are going to overlap, and you can stay there for two point three seconds, and then you need yes. to move three steps to the left, not four, yes. not two, three steps yes. to the left. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 That's the, 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 and people still do it though. And it's just amazing to watch the, the dance as they're all, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, there's, there's plenty to do there, but <laughs> that's enough for me. We can throw it on to the next. All right. And Guild Wars 2 news. The first two episodes of Living Worlds uh, Season 2 are free for a few days longer. Log in, get them. If you play through them and do the new uh, bonus meta achievement, you'll get fancy rewards. The fancy should be in bold. Um, <laughs> after completing four of the new Living World bonus metas, you will get a choice of Ascended Weapon. After 10, you'll get the thing you can turn in for End of Dragons, which is the next X-Pack, a Legendary War a Weapon Persecutor. After 16, you'll get the massive 32-slot ba- inventory bag, and when you finish all 24, the final reward is a legendary amulet and a title. So far, the first two episodes, you will you just have to play through both of them. No special challenges needed. Then do the following um, dry top, gather 150 things, 50 each of wood or plants, do 10 events, open 10 hit- hidden locked chests. Jedi assumes that all 24 will take you to the end of the Ice Brood saga, so you'll have to be able so you'll be able to pick up any episode you miss without having to buy them in the gem store. The next episode should unlock Tuesday after reset, which means you only have about two days to log in and claims episodes one and two for free. Yep. And in Lord of the Rings online news, the buried treasure event has arrived. Available through tomorrow. So if you're <laughs> listening to us live. It's good through May 31st. Uh, development continues on update 30, the blood of Asgard, Asog, and the new Yore of Azanublier. Nope, not even close. Azanublizar. Azanublizar, yep. Uh, session slash instance. The blood of Azog introduces a new story set after the events of the War of the Three Peaks, introducing new characters and allowing the player to experience the historical moments in Middle-Earth's history as Prince Durin and Gabalaka make ready to reclaim Mount Gundabad. Players can begin the story by talking to Glowin inside the Anak Kurafo, now they're just making it's Tolkien, uh, in Elder <laughs> Slade, and serves as a prologue for adventures to come in Gundabad. <sighs> Tolkien. All right. Among the dwarves <laughs> of the Lonely Mountains, studious scholars have kept detailed accounts of the history of Durin's folks. With these link- within these lengthy volumes, there is the tale of the Sixth War of the Dwarves and Orcs, which ended with the Battle of Az- Azumbazar. <laughs> Players will experience momentous events of the battle as their own characters, but through the eyes of Hemeth Stonehammer, a hero of Durin's folk, as recounted in his written works. And with that mess of Tolkien's language, let's get back to <laughs> Kenny and find out what is going on in ESL, which has much more pronounceable names. Right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's because I type the show notes and I make sure everything is pronounceable. Exactly. Right, right. <laughs> um, so ESO... There's a new expansion coming out called Blackwood, and the next update, update 30, comes out at the same time, and all of that launches Tuesday on June 1st for PC and June 8th for the consoles. Um, Blackwood brings with it a new zone, which will, of course, have the usual trial, world events, delves, public dungeons, all the questing, good stuff that's in it. And it continues this year's Gates of Oblivion adventure, which ties back to, I don't know if any of you guys played Oblivion way back in the day, but... It definitely has a lot of callbacks to that. 
and adds the new companion system. Uh, the new companion system is a way to get an NPC that will fight alongside you. There are going to be quests to recruit the NPCs as well as loyalty quests later on, and you'll be able to customize their abilities, outfits, things like that. Um, I've read some stuff about it. Not going to go into too much spoilery information here, but from what I understand at the beginning, there will be two companions that you can recruit, and they will have a bit of a morality compass. So if you do something that one of them doesn't approve of, they might say hey, you're on your own and ignore you for a little while. And then you have to like say, okay, I'm sorry. And they, and they come back with you. Interesting. Um, which actually does sort of align with some other like Bethesda type titles. I don't know if you are familiar with the Fallout franchise yep. where in Fallout 3, depending upon whether you were positive or negative or you know good or evil, decided which companions would go along with you or in fallout four, if you broke a law when Valentine was around, he didn't like that very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so very similar to that from what I've read. Um, but that sounds interesting. And the fact that there's gear that you can get specifically for them with their own bonuses, you can pick what skills they use. So if you primarily are a DPS, you can have them heal for you or tank for you. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out when the launch happens. Yeah. And then with update 30 as well, they're going to do a new tutorial experience. So previously, every time a new chapter came out, there was a different tutorial that tied into that chapter, which meant players like me that have been playing for a long time had to create a new tune. If we wanted to see that content, they're changing the way that works going forward. So it's going to be one tutorial story for everyone, no matter what expansion you start with. And then when you get to the end of that, you'll be able to pick which zone you go into. So if you create a oh, character, okay. but you really want to start in Somerset, you can say, let's go do Somerset. Or if it's for nice. the brand new zone, you can say, let's go Blackwood. Um, but the basic tutorial will be the same. I'm still going to create a new character to go through the tutorial to check it out and see it. Right. Um, right. Just because, you know, I want to know what it looks like. But sure. this means that next expansion after Blackwood, I won't have to do it again, which will be good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm running out of character slots for characters yeah. that I don't <laughs> right, play right. because I only like to play my Sork because I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, and then, I like my stabby stabby. <laughs> yeah. I, I like dapping things with lightning. It's great. Um <laughs> And then in mid-June, so not coming out with Update 30, but later on in June, what's being called the Endeavor system is going to be launched for all ESO players, no matter which expansion or chapter you've purchased. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to give you daily and weekly tasks that you sort of accept right at the very beginning of the day or week. They're automatically there. And they will reward players with gold or experience as well as a new currency. These tasks align with normal things that you would already do. So it might be a daily task to complete, you know, a certain number of quests or kill a certain number of monsters or gather some things. Um, and you'll get gold, you'll get experience and the currency based on it. Ideally, it's stuff you would normally do be doing anyway when you played. So it's not an extra piece of it. And if the task is something that you don't do, like I don't PVP, if there's a PVP task there, I don't have to do it. Okay. And I'm not going to be missing out on a ton of stuff that way. That's good. Um, yeah. So is this, force it. is this basically ESO's version of a battle pass? 
Maybe, um, but it more it seems to align a bit more with what they're doing in Fallout seventy six, um, where right. Fallout seventy six has daily and weekly challenges that you can mm. complete. This is very similar to that and how it sounds. Okay. Um, however, the new currency that you will earn going through here is going to allow you to purchase items from the crown crates. Right now, if you buy crown crates with real money, it's a lottery as to what you might open up out of that crate. This will allow you to say, I want this item from this specific crate. And as long okay. as it's a currently offered crate, you can do that. So you get rid of the randomness and you oh, get the okay. reward that you want. That's I'm good. all for that. Um, they said that the items that you can get will be varied in price based on, you know, price of the new currency based mm -hmm. on probably popularity and how rare they are. But you can save up the new currency endlessly. There's no cap on it. So you can hoard it until you have enough to get what you want. Excellent. That's that's awesome. It really is. And since the new new stuff comes out on June 1st for MFN next week on June 4th, we're going to check out the new area and do a zone clear or as much of it as we can in the new chapters area. Great. So we'll be, and I'll be live streaming that as well. So Wonderful. And we're, um, oh, sorry. I'm going to say, don't mind me. I'm babbling. <laughs> <laughs> what, we'll you, talk about that in a minute. Oh, where she, where she streams? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So is my brain just locked up. So if you create a brand new character, what's the, is there a progression path where you have to go from like this story to this, this expansion, this expansion to this expansion, or does it allow you to jump right into the new stuff? You can jump right into the new stuff. Um, mm -hmm. There. So while there are stories that have a specific thread that you might want to follow, a lot of the new content isn't tied into that. So if you've never done elsewhere, you could still jump right into last expansion, Greymore, without you might miss a few story beats, but nothing drastic. It's standalone every time. Okay. Um so but there there are callbacks. Like there's a couple NPCs that you meet in earlier areas of the game that will be part of the new expansion as well. And you've seen, um, and they've been visible in the new dungeons that came out. So just some tiebacks, mm -hmm. but nothing that will keep it. So you don't understand what's going on with the okay, new characters. But if you did want to start a new character and progress through, I guess, cause ESO does things slightly or does things differently as far as character power than some of the other games. So like, you won't like out level like if you start no. as a brand new character in the nope. original stuff, you're not going to out level it and then just be bored. Right. Nope. It, it does a really great job of scaling. Yeah. So, they they kind of cheat and like basically every character is considered level 50 period. Like you start oh, the game right. at level okay. one, you're still 50 as far as the game concerned. So you, right. you're still everywhere. You're level 50. It's just, it's the bonus stuff. The, uh, Oh geez. What they call What's the name of the system to get extra levels? Champion points. There you go. Yeah, that's similar to Paragon points in like um, Diablo. You get champion points that you can spend on different passives, things like that. But one great thing about it is you can walk out and go pretty much into any content at the level you leave the tutorial, which usually is level two. Um, you get your first level, you know, right as you end that in most of the tutorials. Uh, there's some content that is level lock, like you can't queue for your first dungeon until you're level 10, but you can hit level 10 in a couple of hours. 
Um, you can't queue for a trial until you're level 50. And some of the higher level dungeons, they sort of gate some of the dungeons. Like the first ones you unlock at level 10, you might unlock a couple more at level 12 or 13, a couple more after that. But you could still queue and anyone can run those. So like I went in with Anwil, um, one of our guildies today, she was barely level 10 and we ran a couple dungeons together and it was taking me into those level 10 dungeons. I was the highest level person in there, but <laughs> everyone was contributing. It mm. wasn't a, I was steamrolling everything. Right. It was, we all had a part in it. We all got loot. I got experience and loot equivalent to my levels. They got experience and loot equivalent to their levels. So it worked really, really well for that. Um, it, it's just, it's a game that makes it super easy to group up with people and super easy to pick it up at any time. Awesome. Very cool. Um, and then you do, tell us a little bit about what you guys do on ESO's MFN. Uh, MFNs for ESO um, depend on what's going on. So like I mentioned, next week we're going to do a zone clear. Every now and then we'll pick a zone and we'll go through and we'll find all of the way shrines, all of what are called sky shards. And every three sky shards you get, you get skill points. So we'll clear all those sky shards. We'll kill every world boss in the zone um, and just get those points of interest out of the way as a group. We also will do nights where like when new dungeons release, we'll grew up. We'll group up to do the new dungeons in groups of four so that we're queuing as a guild group and running through that content together. Um, we generally don't have enough people to do what's called a trial, which is ESO's version of a raid. They require 10. Usually we're around, you know, anywhere from six to eight player or sorry, trials require, require 12. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I spoke for a second. Usually we're around six to eight players. So we don't do trials, but we'll clear the instance dungeons. We'll go into what are called public dungeons, which are three to four person things that you can do out in the world. We take eight people in there and steamroll the whole thing. Nice. Um, yeah. Because you can farm like in one dungeon, the mobs will drop what we call cat parts and you get all the parts, you put them together and you have a non-companion pet that follows you around. So we'll nice. farm that stuff. It just depends on what the mood of the group is as mm -hmm. to whether it's dungeons or a zone clear or what content has come out recently. Very cool. Cool. All right. Well, <clears throat> and it's a, you know, nice timing that we had you on with the, uh, the expansion dropping. So if you are interested in any ESO stuff, feel free to pop into the ESO channel in the AI discord and ask questions, you know, Bug Kinney, she doesn't mind answering them at all. Nope, I don't. I'm more than happy to talk about ESO all day long. All right. Well, I think that is going to be our show for tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we do want to thank Kinney for joining us. Thank you so much. And where are you streaming? I stream on Twitch at Dankinia, D-A-N-K-I-N-I-A. I'm also on Twitter under that same handle. Um, I stream our mandatory fun nights in ESO on Fridays, and then I stream New Braid in WoW on Saturdays, so both guild events. Very nice. Oh, Mew, I think you muted yourself. I did indeed. Mew is muted. Mute. Mute cow. All right. 
<clears throat> if you have a question or a comment about our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. show is at AIE Podcast. I am at the Mucow. Akala is at Cyberwave. And Tetsemi is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us at our website, which is aie-guild.org slash podcast-live-stream. And our Discord server for chat is aie-guild.info slash Discord. For past episodes, you can see them on our past video episodes, I should say. You can see them on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash c slash the AIE podcast. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Whistle at Twitter or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com. All right, and it's now time to play all the great AIE member segments we received this week. Well, actually, we didn't. Um, but if you um, want to try your hand at making a segment which is two minutes or less, we would love to hear it. And next time, we will be talking to AIE in some version, since there are now three versions, of World of <laughs> Warcraft. Would you like live? Would you like classic? Would you like Burning Crusade? Come join us and find out who we wrangled to talk about what AIE is doing in all of the World of Warcraft games. So until then, AIE, this is Tetsemi. This is Mukau. This is Makala. And this... <laughs> has been the AIE Podcast. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.